This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Brian Walker, and my co-host, as usual, is Kim. And today, we're going to be talking about what is a brand? It's your logo. Your logo. Your logo is your brand? That's it. And your colors? And your fonts? Yeah, there's a little more to it than that, y'all. And that's what we're going to get into today. I'm not saying anything because he just made us restart because he said I'd got too far ahead of myself. Mm -mm -mm. You're not supposed to tell them about the back end production workings of the podcast. So do we have to start over again? No, we're not going to start over again. (laughs) It's the usual domestics, y'all. That's it. But thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing this episode. As shop owners, we were part of RepairPal's certified network of shops. You can learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. And seriously, y'all, go check them out. RepairPal.com forward slash shops. I just somebody commenting on a post on social media the other day that they do $50,000 per month in repairs through RepairPal. Yep. There's a whole big conversation. And if you're listening to a marketing podcast, you might need some more. You know, you're probably listening because you want to grow your business. It's a good way to do it. Anyway, thank you, RepairPal, for sponsoring this podcast. So, yeah. So, branding. We're going to talk about branding, Mm -hmm. which is pretty critical. It's the foundation. We have a class, 13 foundations, but I don't think that we talk about the brand in the 13 foundations. Yeah. We're going to go deep into this because your company's brand is a lot more than you think it is. Mm -hmm. It's not just your logo and your colors and fonts, it goes way beyond that. And this idea for this episode, it kind of stemmed for me from Chris Cotton's episode number 121. He was talking about a shop that he was working with that they were seeing 200 cars a week. One service advisor, holy cow, that Did poor guy, two, 200 zero, zero? cars a week, $250 average repair like order. 198, 199, 200. 100 cars. 200 cars a week. One service advisor. $250 average repair order. Okay, they I have questions. were killing themselves in there. Is the service advisor still there? Work done. No, they shut down. You got to listen to the episode. It sounded like the shop owner ended up throwing in the towel before they could fix it. We know they say air traffic controller is the number one most stressful job it in the country. It wasn't as stressful as that it was, That's where I'm going. That service advisor had the most stressful job in the world. Yeah, they say service advisor is number two right after air traffic controller. Talk about going, well, I mean, it is kind of what you're doing, but except with cars, but talk about going home with an empty bucket. Oh, gosh. Anyway, Chris was in this episode. He was talking about how this shop, they needed to create a new brand. And he wasn't talking about they needed a new logo. What he was talking about was they needed to recreate what people think of them as a company. Recalibrate, man. That is what we're going to talk about in this episode. New core values and everything. How big your brand is beyond what people think of a brand. Because, you know, a graphic designer can. They can do branding for you, but they can't create a new brand. That Mm -hmm. is something that has to happen from the inside. When I think about a brand, many of y'all don't know this, but our agency has been around for about 11 years now. And before we specialized in auto repair, we were a generalist agency and we just worked with local small businesses in our area. And this was between us being shop owners and now owning Shop Marketing and Pros, which is still Five Stones Media. The legal business name is Five Stones Media. But we were a generalist agency and I had a business partner early on and great guy. And he is the one who taught me what a brand was. And I remember him 
He was talking to a client one day because that client was talking about they wanted a new brand for their company. He gave the example of Harley Davidson. And, you know, he said Harley's brand is that people who, you know, like white collar guys, doctors, lawyers, you know, their suits during the week and on the weekend, they get out and they get to be bad boys. It's loud exhaust pipes. It's the vibration of the motorcycle. It's the wearing the black leather and the, the boots. It's the lifestyle, the feel that it gives you. That is the brand of Harley Davidson. And I had never thought about that before. So you just said that, and he's got a couple of examples of brands that we're going to talk about, but the brand that we love the very most, you did not include in here. And when you just said the lifestyle, you still don't know? Oh, you must be talking about Blue Chair Bay. Well, okay, no, that would fit into the brand that I'm talking about, 30A. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So 30. That's that's a whole other interesting story. It's yeah. it's a lifestyle. It's how you live. It's what you do, where you go. It's bike riding and swimming and paddleboarding and living in the sun and getting a tan. So I'm actually since Kim brought that up, I'm going to give a plug for a podcast episode because we had a podcast when we had our generalist agency that was mm-hmm. called the Ripple Podcast. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a podcast episode that we did with Mike Ragsdale, who was the founder of the 30A company. And it's still to this day is one of the most inspiring podcasts that I've listened to our own or anyone else. And keep in mind, we recorded this like, I don't know, five or six years ago, and he just re-listened to it, I don't know, a month ago. And I remember him texting me saying, this was incredible. So I'm going to take just a brief moment because you're talking about all these. I'm going to talk about 30A super quick just to Mm -hmm. help paint the picture. So 30A is a highway on the panhandle of Florida. There's about 16 different beaches there. And most people get off the interstate and go to Orange Beach and they live their happy life and everything's great. But just an hour further, if you're coming from the... If you're going west to east. Yeah. You just go a little bit further and take a different exit and you end up in absolute heaven. And if you're friends with Brian or I on Facebook, you've seen our pictures of this Emerald Coast and how amazing it is. But the brand 30A started, and you probably have seen stickers on people's car. It's a blue sticker with a white three and a white A, and then the O for the 30 is a sunshine. And that's it. You probably have seen it and we're like, what is that? But you've recognized it. There's millions of those stickers around the world. And it is to say, I am part of the 30A life. And it's just this area on the panhandle of Florida where people go to escape and enjoy life. And now there's Oh my gosh, he's got storefronts and he's got his own beer, his own coffee, his own clothing and apparel line, a whole slew of things, a radio. I think they have a radio station. And I mean, the list goes on and on for everything that Mike has created from creating that brand, but but it is a lifestyle. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's It's a a feeling that you get when I can have a stress, I could be having a stressful day and somebody says the word 38 to me. And I'll like relax. Go a little there. Bit. Yeah. You can breathe. Just you by, mentally yeah. bring yourself to that place. So that is the power of a brand. Yeah. You know, it's it's that it can evoke emotion out of people. Yeah. And gets into who you are. People identify with that brand. I want to thank our friends at Repair Pal for making this episode possible. They're on a mission to put trust back in auto repair. You're an honest shop that delivers high-quality work and great service, right? Well, millions of consumers looking for mid- to major mechanical repair 
Look for shops like yours in the RepairPal Trusted Network. Contact them to get certified today and receive one month free service at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. Being in the RepairPal Certified Network helped us grow our shops business and it can help yours too with new customers and a higher ARO. Plus, you don't have to worry anymore about arguing with customers over price because shops in the RepairPal Certified Network are trusted by consumers for being fair priced, not low priced, fair priced. You have to be in it to win it. So head over to repairpal.com forward slash shops to learn more and set up a call. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. So the next one that we're going to talk about, everybody knows it was our son's first job. And what blew me away about this culture was they taught a 14 year old within hours. He got it. Like he picked up on the expectation of what it means to be a team member at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. And it was so crazy because when he, part of the orientation, they brought them to another chicken restaurant, a competing chicken restaurant restaurant directly across the street. Don't say it. I'm not going to say the name. And look, they're one of the good ones. Oh, yeah. We, we love it. Like they're one of the we good ones, but they it. still brought them there as an example of this is what you don't do. They wanted them to see the difference between Chick-fil-A culture and this other brand. And like I say, this Which other is brand, a popular brand. They're probably only second to Chick-fil-A. People love it. In fact, I want some of that right now. <laughs> so, Anyways. You know, you think about the brand of Chick-fil-A. What people call it, Jesus's chicken. Jesus's chicken. The Lord's chicken. The Lord's chicken. The Lord's chicken. Yes. And you go there and you expect great service. Like you can literally have people pray for you at the Chick-fil-A. Well, you know, the thing about it is when you think about Chick-fil-A, right? People always talk about the customer service. Mm -hmm. Okay. But what are they doing? They're just being nice to people. It's and Chick-fil-A is based in Georgia, right? Mm -hmm. In the South. Oh, look, don't go on your tangent. I'm just going to say. Don't do it. They're taught to be warm and friendly and welcoming. They welcome you when you walk in the door. They tell you goodbye when you leave. They pay attention. They would bring our food. We go sit at the table and they had made a note that what's your name? Kim, they put it in their system. What we tell we tell you, use your shop software to make notes about the customer. So they're saying brown hair, white dress named Kim. So when the food comes out, they're walking around looking for a brown hair girl wearing a white dress and they're like, Kim. And I'm like, yes, like we're friends. Like I know you. That's Southern hospitality. And so that customer service is part of the brand of who they are. And what what's the two words? It's oh, a joke. My pleasure. I mean, yeah, but the power of that brand. Okay, if I hadn't been to a McDonald's in years. All right. But if I went to a McDonald's and I got bad customer service, I would like be be mad. You know, I might I might say something to somebody. You know, I'm not the most patient person in the world. You told me not to go off on my tangent. But it's different because at Chick-fil-A, look, let me tell you something. They say they're fast food. They're not fast food. You go to Chick-fil-A, you can wait 20. I've probably waited 30 minutes before on a bad day. You weren't happy though. And no, I wasn't happy, but I was nice and I was respectful because their brands, their culture rubbed off on me. So I'll accept it from them because they're so nice there. Whereas I won't accept it at a McDonald's where I expect to have somebody roll their eyes at me. Well, one thing about it is that you drove up, you were expecting the culture that you're used to having when you go there. So on the off day, you extend some mercy because you're like, they must be having a bad day. 
All right. It's not normal. So then let, let's talk about one. And I don't know how many people are going to know this brand because it's kind of an East Coast thing, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Be, I've never be been wrong. there. I don't, I'm surprised to even. There, there's a restaurant called Dirty Dicks and they are known like they're going to insult you if you go there. That is their thing. I'm not going That's there because I'll of. cry. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going there either. I don't want to be insulted. I don't want to have people be rude to me that. They're intentionally yeah. rude. It It's their shtick. Are they the ones the that make a hat and put it on your head yeah. and it's like dunce and mm-hmm. you dumbass or whatever it is? And Yeah. No, I've never been there and I'm not going because I'm too emotional, too sensitive. And, and I'm also 50. And so if you catch me on the wrong hormonal day, I might come back at you. So I'm just not going to go there. So, you know, your brand can go the other way also, except that people do that because they see the comedic value in it. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm not down with it. Yeah. But. You know, so my point in that one was just to say, you know, that your brand can go both ways. Well, before you go to the next one, let me just say that all of these examples, one thing that we did not include in here, I don't think, is core values, Mm -hmm. right? So core values, I think, have to come before you build out your brand so that, and don't get me wrong, some people, you know, we created our core values after we started our company. So it's not like a rule, but that helps build out who you are and the feeling that you want to. I can't help but think that if we went and looked up Dirty Dicks, that one of their core values is probably going to relate to people leave with that. I can't think of the word, but something that lets you know you're going to feel this. If you go to their website, I can't help but imagine that somewhere on there, it's going to let you know the experience you're going to have when you get there. Yeah. And we are we're going to talk about how you create these pieces of this brand, you know, that we're talking about, because it's not about getting a logo designed, if I hadn't said that Mm -hmm. eight times already. So, you know, I think about our shop, Peak Automotive. When our brand, we were known as the best. But one of the things that we really drove home, Kim took this, and we've talked about it in a few episodes, but she was listening to a client talk to our service advisor one day, and she overheard, like the service advisor asked, how'd you hear about us? And the lady said, well, my friend told me that y'all were great with women. And she took that and ran with it. And that was before being a female-friendly shop was cool. Matter of fact, it was, if any of y'all that know of Ask Patty, and I always have to make sure that I enunciate that right, Ask (laughs) Patty, that Kim was on their first board of of directors because of... Advisory panel. Advisory panel, okay. She was on their first advisory panel because of what she had done with Peak Automotive and the brand that we had created around being female-friendly. Yeah, Jody was actually Googling female-friendly auto repair and found our shop and called me. And I was like, whoa, wait, who is this? And so that was a very fun, but a that fun was, thing. But that was st- like people knew that about us. And we would have guys that would come in and they'd be like, is it okay for me to bring my car in? You mm-hmm. know, and they were just joking, of course, when they said it. But yep. like that, that was the brand that we had created. The other thing that we were thought of, you know, in our community was we're expensive. And you mean now, then we were then too. Yeah, then and yeah. now. You know, so we are, I think we're one of the expensive agencies in yeah. marketing auto repair shops, but you get what you pay for. Well, and I mean, and it, was it was the same, the same thing, thing in our shop. Yeah. People you know, came in with a high bar, yeah. a high expectation of how they were going to be treated because that's what was said. People weren't saying, oh, Peak Automotive, you know, the one with the silver chrome in their logo or whatever it was. And it's got the circle with the swoosh. They're that, No, they're saying... No, you need to go to that shop that treats women great. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that's the feeling that we wanted them to have. So yeah, I mean, we did not have to deal with price shoppers much. Mm-mm. They they just avoided us. Yeah. So yeah. what does your brand say about you? And I would say most shops. And when I say most shops, I'm not talking about the shops that are listening to this podcast. I'm not talking about the shops that are members of industry groups and all of that. I'm talking about most shops as in every shop in the country. When I say most shops, that's who I'm talking about. I would say that their brand says nothing about yeah. them. Yeah. Like absolutely nothing. And, you know, you can ask. We had an advisory panel of our own and we would talk to them occasionally about when we wanted to do something new or switch things up or whatever it might be. Ask your customers about the feeling they get. And that is a podcast episode we need to do is about having an advisory panel. That's true. Yeah. So remember that. We're going to make note of that. But what is it saying about you? What do people think about when they think about your shop? And we can't answer that question. We don't know. We don't know who you are as a listener. Mm-hmm. But how do you build a brand? You know, so that that's the natural segue there. Yeah. And first of all, you have to pat yourself on the back. You have to say the things about your shop that, you know, other people are, are not saying because that's where it's going to start is with you. You can't depend on everybody else to just go out there and spread the word for you. Well, in the past, when we would work with startups and we would help them with their brand, one of the questions we asked them before we built their designed their logo or chose their fonts or their colors for them, we asked them, what feeling do you want to evoke in your customers? You want your customers to experience you and say what? And that's something that you have to think about and you have to really decide is what is your own expectation of what they're going to leave with? Yeah. And, you know, this is going to sound like the woo stuff that you hear from like Tony Robbins and these people, but you have to start saying about your shop mm-hmm. the things that you want people to think about your shop. Yep. Speak it into existence. And you say it to your customers, but you especially say it to your team mm-hmm. because they are the ones who are going to pick up on these things. And when you start saying things enough, then you start doing the actions that make those things true. When you talk about speaking things into existence, it's not that you just talk about something and out of nowhere something happens. It's that when you start saying things, you start believing it. And when you start believing it, you start taking the actions to doing that. So when tipping point, like when we started saying that we were the triangle's most female friendly shop, guess what? When a woman would come into our shop and we would ask one of our technicians to show her something that was going on in their car, they knew we were the most female friendly Mm -hmm. shop, you know, period. And there was that bar there that they had to yep. live up to. And they knew that. Yep. So first of all, for those that don't know, we just said triangles, most female friendly shop. We were in the apex area just outside of Raleigh and Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill is considered the triangle. And I want to back up a little bit because we started saying that because someone else said it about us. So we did not set out in business and someone that designed our logo, they didn't ask us, what feeling do you want to evoke? And we said, oh, we want women to feel heard and appreciated and valued. It happened naturally. We were just taking care of people. And when I heard her say that, I remember being in my office and I jumped up and went into the waiting area where Michael was talking to her. And I was like, wait, what did you say? And I got her words and then turned that. I was like, that is what we're doing. And so once you capture that and that essence of who you are and you put that, we put that into everything. I mean, it was in our website. It was in all of our marketing materials, you know, pamphlets, brochures. We used it everywhere. 
And even thinking about targeting, because we figured if we can capture the women, then we're going to capture the men. And so we targeted women specifically. So we put ads in the, what was it called? The little black book for every busy woman and went to the Southern Women's Show and that sort of thing. So Yeah. So, you know, as you can get from this, your brand is so much more than what you think it is. It is the thing that makes people evoke the emotion that they do when they are coming to your shop. So, you know, think about those things, go out there and put in the work to make those things true about your shop, you know, speak them into existence. If you want to be the shop that is known to be the shop of integrity, you know, of trust, then that is something that you're going to be talking about with your community. That is something that you're going to be talking about with your team on a regular basis. And, you know, those things are like, you can't say that and then not live up to it, you know, especially when it comes to the integrity side, because I can tell you personally, when you are faced with that tough situation where you have to make a decision and it's going to cost you a lot of money because something just went wrong, then if you cave in that moment, then your team is never going to buy into it. You have to live out those core values that Kim was talking about. And again, the core values are so important to the discussion we're having. Typically, when you're talking about your brand and all this, you have to commit to it. Because if you think about the brands that make big changes, most of the time it's because of something negative. So be very careful that you're sticking to who you are, the essence, the feeling and the overall brand that you're wanting to put out there. All right. Well, hey, look. Thank you again to our sponsor, RepairPal. Remember, you can find out more about RepairPal at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. And thank you again for listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast on Aftermarket Radio Network. We are just one of five podcasts on the network, and you can find all of them at AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. We hope that you'll listen in again next week. And until then, go fill those bays. You've been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.